cuts it back 40, 45, 50. He's off to the races. Down the left sideline. To the 15, 10, 5. Touchdown, Aaron Jones. Oh, what a play. This is the Quick Slants Podcast. Well, hello, Packers fans. What's up? It's the Quick Slants Podcast at Game On Wisconsin. I am Jason Perrone of Game On Wisconsin. This here show, the Quick Slants Podcast, Pulse of the Pack and the Pack-A-Day Podcast. It is another midweek. It is another hump day. We are almost at the weekend. Don't blow it now. Everybody have a strong finish to the week, and let's do the damn thing. But let's jump right into it. The Packers made a move on Tuesday. They signed a free agent, finally, Fans got what they wanted. The Packers signed a free agent, and that free agent was cornerback Kevin King. Cornerback Kevin King, formerly of the Green Bay Packers, and now back with the Green Bay Packers on a one-year prove-it deal worth up to $6 million, up to $6 million, not worth $6 million, up to $6 million. And Kevin King is back, so another piece to the defense that got this team to the NFC Championship game last season returns. And the secondary, for the most part, if you... Just count the two starting safeties, Jair Alexander and Kevin King. The secondary is back. Largely the same group. Obviously, the safety is Adrian Amos. He who restructured his deal a little bit to help the Packers get under the cap. And Darnell Savage, who is ascending and playing some great ball back there. So, the secondary is back. I have made my opinions about Kevin King known very widely and very loudly. Even before the NFC Championship game, I just didn't ever feel like I could count on him to do a whole lot just because of the injury history. He has one good outlier season in 2019. It was a spectacular season in 2019. It was could have been a Pro Bowl season, you could argue. And that was the Packers' first pick from 2017. So to a very small extent, it's draft and develop. The Packers drafted Kevin King. He developed, and now he's gotten a second contract, even though it is only one year for very small money. The Packers didn't have a lot of cap space to play with. It's still a lot of fun to talk about guys like Richard Sherman, Adoree Jackson. Kyle Fuller was on the market for about 28 minutes before he signed with the Denver Broncos. Some of those names are fun to talk about, but the Packers have to be smart. They decided that their their goal and their mission was to keep this team together. That's what Brian Gutekunst obviously went into this offseason hoping to do because he has done just that. Robert Tunyon, tendered, coming back. Aaron Jones, re-signed, coming back. Kevin King, returning. David Bakhtiari was already locked up again. Kenny Clark was already locked up again. Now, yes, they had to let Corey Lindsley go. They cut Rick Wagner, who may still come back at some point. And there might be some other moves the Packers can make to free up some more money including the Aaron Rodgers contract, which may have already been done because Kevin King's signing would seem to have put the Packers over the salary cap. So a move may have been made. It just might not have been made public yet. Although I believe those are transactions are put out on the wire. And so somebody would have picked that up by now. So I'm not exactly sure how the Packers are pulling this off. But Russ Ball, Brian Gutekunst have done magical things with the salary cap, not just this season, but since they took over as a duo three seasons ago, it should not be any surprise to any of us that They're making this happen. So back to Kevin King. I was very upset with Kevin King after the NFC Championship game. I pointed the finger at him. If you go back and read my Twitter timeline, it wasn't a vintage Jason Perrone 
timeline from seasons past. For those of you who have followed me for a couple of years and our overlord, Jake Westendorf, who runs the game on Wisconsin site, will tell you first and foremost, I am the most mutable person on game day. Was, anyway. But I did point the finger at Kevin King. I felt like that touchdown at the end of the first half, revisionist history. Oh my gosh, how could you do that? There was a whole other 30 minutes of football that happened after that and things that the Packers could have done that would have mitigated that moment in many different ways. But it was a moment that was very rough. And then, of course, at the end of the game, it's Kevin King who gets called for holding. And it was ball back to the Buccaneers and they ran out the clock. And that effectively ended the football game. So was Kevin King the villain of the NFC Championship game? I don't think so. I don't think it's ever really one player. It, it Occasionally, it does come down to one player, one play, but this was not that particular situation. There was a lot of things that happened that made that, that game go sideways, but Kevin King did also regress in 2020. He didn't give us a lot to be totally excited about. There was even a chance that he wasn't going to play in the NFC Championship game, which, they, you know, that had me nervous going into that week. It had me nervous because you want your starters out there. Even though Kevin King isn't the most exciting starter at corner, you want your guys out there. You want your starters out there. You, you got to, you know, dance with the one that brung you. I mean, Kevin King helped get this team to host an NFC Championship game and win 13 games two seasons in a row. You can't overlook the fact that there's a whole other half of the field opposite Jair Alexander that has to get covered, and Kevin King did his job for a decent part of it now. So he gets the one-year prove-it deal. Now he's back. Okay. Your first thought is, and one of my first thoughts was, hey, if you're going to run this thing back and just roll the same thing back out there, you're going to get the same result. The Packers are going to get to a, a playoffs. They'll get to the divisional championship round, the conference championship again, and they'll lose because they're, they're running out the same thing. It's a definition of insanity. You keep running out the same thing. You hope you're going to get further and you don't. Right, so this this move got a ton of criticism when it first hit the wire. Twitter was its usual self, very calm, cool, and collected. Pfft, not, and everybody just lost their damn minds. And I just want to say, I understand the frustration. I understand the desire for the Packers to step forward, take steps, get better. A lot of people don't see this Kevin King move as as the Packers getting better. That's okay. That's, I mean, that's your prerogative. It's it's not necessarily that you're wrong. You just can't prove that you're right yet because the games aren't played. There's no game tomorrow. It's March. There's six months before the Packers play a regular season game of football. So they've got time to get things together and make other moves. This does not mean that the Packers are done in free agency. I saw a lot of opinions that this is it. The Packers are done in free agency. They'll make some room, they'll, they'll create some more cap space because they have to sign the rest of their restricted free agents and their draft class this year, and that's it. And even if the Packers don't make another move, they're going to draft X number of players next month, and Brian Gutekunst has brought some gems in via the draft over his three years doing it. There isn't really a lot to loathe. Or be upset about. You know, I mean, my thought after the Packers lost to the to Tampa was, look, I am just gutted. You've done everything you can. You've taken steps forward. They were just hot trash in 2018. All of that stuff went sideways. Mike McCarthy gets fired before the end of the season. And then in 2019, they bring in 
Zadarius Smith, Preston Smith, Adrian Amos, Billy Turner. They have a, they have the great draft class. They draft Elton Jenkins. And they win 13 games. They get to the NFC Championship game. They get run out of the gym. But the following season, they right the wrong. They get the home game. They get the one seed. The only bye week. They host the NFC Championship game. They had a chance to win. They couldn't do it. And the offense was abysmal in the second half as well, too. Let's not forget. Let's not forget the play calling. We all know what I'm talking about. We don't need to rehash it. So I am just trying to say there's a lot of things that go against teams that are trying to win it all. There's this force that goes against 31 other teams in the NFL who are fighting for a Super Bowl. Only one of them wins the Super Bowl. So were the Packers a championship contending team yesterday or two days ago on Monday? If the answer is yes, you can't say that the signing of Kevin King turns it into a no. And even if you said no on Monday, there's a lot of people who who will argue and want to say that the move to bring back Kevin King was absolutely a sign that this team is not trying to improve itself and they're not a Super Bowl contender. Well, they very easily could have won the game with with that guy that they signed um, playing cornerback and starting. So... It's Look, it's hard to win in the NFL. You've heard this speech a thousand times. But I just want to remind everybody, there isn't just one Super Bowl team every season that comes out in April and May and then rolls through the regular season and then does everything they're supposed to and wins every year. That's not the case. Look at the New England Patriots that Tom Brady led in 2007 and 2011. In 2007, they were undefeated. And they got beat by Eli Manning and the New York Giants in 2011. Eli Manning and the New York Giants again, right? But the Patriots weren't the only Super Bowl contending team. This past season, the Packers weren't the only Super Bowl contending team. Were the Buccaneers a Super Bowl contender? Not at the beginning of the season. But we've seen teams get hot, go through, and win championships. The Packers did it themselves in 2010. There are multiple teams that are Super Bowl contenders. There's only one that takes home the trophy. Okay, so you you can sit here and say the Packers aren't doing championship team things by signing Kevin King and running it back. I am not enthralled by the move. It doesn't move me at all. I expect very little from Kevin King in 2021. I've seen enough of his play that I don't think that he's going to be anything special in 2021. But you know what? There's plenty of other guys on the team that I think will be special that can help the Packers win a championship, that can be a part of the formula that gets them over the hump. Do I expect it to happen? No. My psyche is absolutely shattered after these last two seasons. I don't know what it's going to take for me to believe that this team can win a conference championship game. I really don't. They've had a home game. They've had a road game. They've been the favorite. They've been the underdog. Uh, They've played in the cold. They've played in warm weather. They've played in a dome. I mean, they've lost them all. So I don't know what it's going to take, but I will say this. Kevin King is not the thing that's going to tip me one way or the other, and it shouldn't be the thing that tips you one way or the other. You know, I Kevin King tweeted out that he was excited for the opportunity, something to that effect, and I probably, against my better judgment, went ahead and looked at I wanted to see what his mentions looked like because 
I just wanted to see, have we evolved as a fan base? And there's trolls from other fan bases that come in there and say stuff too. But I'm like, have we evolved as a fan base? I was, at least the stuff that I saw, pleasantly surprised. I thought the fan base was pretty supportive of Kevin King. They're they're behind him and supportive of him. And again, the Packers, just because... Just because they're doing the same thing doesn't mean they're not a Super Bowl contending team. They were a Super Bowl contender with Kevin King. They're at least that, again, with Kevin King. The biggest loss that they've suffered is Corey Lindsley out the door. But you know what? If they had two in a pinch and if they had to say, look, we need to replace Corey Lindsley man for man right now, then you start Elton Jenkins at center and Corey Lindsley's replaced. Straight up. I trust Elton Jenkins to play just as good or better than Corey Lindsley is going to this season at center. I don't think we're going to see that happen. I don't think the Packers have to do that because they've got other options. But John Runyon Jr. is ready to step in at guard. Lane Taylor's still floating around out there. They can bring him back for some insurance. Rick Wagner can still be brought back. There's still moves the Packers can make after June 1st to free up some more space. Dean Lowry getting cut is one of those things that's been floated around out there. I don't know that... I would be on board with that right now, but there's a draft that has to happen yet, and we have to see what the Packers decide to do in that draft. This isn't a great uh, crop of defensive linemen. It doesn't mean that the Packers can't find a gem. It doesn't mean that every team has properly vetted that. Every year we hear that there's a weak crop of at a position, and every single year there's players that come out of nowhere in every at every position and become stars. So the Packers could, I mean, all they have to do is find one. They draft a defensive lineman in the fourth round. They take a flyer on a guy, and he turns out to be a stud. Sure, can happen. You can. It's not against the law to draft a really good player in a bad draft class. So the Packers have proven that they can acquire talent, and they do a good job scouting. Brian Gutekunst and his team have earned our right to at least be patient, and we only have to wait another month of mock drafts and speculation and all these other things of what the Packers are going to do to address their needs. So that's what I had to say about Kevin King. I want Kevin King to succeed. We can't, you know, we can't be Packers fans and want the Packers to fail. You you can't say you're a Packers fan and then want the Packers to fail. Okay. And let me just preface this by saying, I'm not telling anybody what to do. Okay. I'm not going to sit here and say like how to be a fan or you can't do this or you can't do that because there was plenty of that. There's been plenty of that floating around on Twitter. You can't be this if you're that type of thing. Yeah, screw that. Okay, you can be whatever you want to be. You go out and do whatever you want to do. Go out and be whatever you want to be. Don't listen to the haters. Okay, that's all I'm going to say. So the Packers address positions in bulk. So they re-signed Kevin King, right? That doesn't mean that they're not going to go out and also draft a cornerback or two or three and early in the draft. When the Packers address a position, they tend to address it in mass. So while it does seem to hold true that the more a player is mocked to the Packers, the less likely it is that that player is going to be the pick. And I do think that that's the case. Every time I hear Asante Samuel Jr.'s name, every time I hear J.C. Horn's name, it drives me nuts. Because every time I hear it, I think to myself, okay... Well, they're not coming to the Packers now because the name was said out loud. <laughs> so I know that that's not always necessarily the case. 
I remember in 2016, Kenny Clark was heavily mocked to the Packers. He ended up getting drafted. In 2013, Dayton Jones was heavily mocked to the Packers. They picked Dayton Jones. So it's, it doesn't necessarily mean that these players aren't coming to Green Bay, but it's just kind of my funny joke. So, But the Packers can absolutely get after a cornerback or two. And my big question, and I put this out on Twitter and said, look, I'm not excited about the Kevin King signing. Doesn't mean I don't support it. I'm just not excited by it. But you can give me Kevin King any day over a rookie, and you can give me CB1 right now, hand it over to me, and say that's going to be the pick. And you can say the Packers are somehow going to move up into the top 10 and grab the best cornerback that has ever come out of college in the last five years, according to what they've seen in college before he's ever played an NFL game. And I'd still say, give me Kevin King, because I know what Kevin King can do in the NFL. We don't know what any of these guys can, these rookies can do in the NFL. We have no idea. Some of them are going to come in and play really well right away. There's just some ballers out there some gamers that come in and they play really well right away we don't know if that's going to be the case though we know who Kevin King is we know what he does well we know what he doesn't do well you got a new defensive coordinator Joe Barry Joe Barry knows who Kevin King is he's got to develop and and design his defense around what Kevin King does well and also mitigate what he doesn't do well and you've got the secondary to do it you've got Adrian Amos you got Darnell Savage you've got plenty of talent you've got ascending linebackers and Chris Barnes, Kamal Martin. You've got Zadarius Smith. You still have Preston Smith. You've got these veterans that know this team. They know each other and they can play well together and they know what these guys do. And they, they, you know, it's, it's, it's like playing with, you know, your family, you know, the tendencies of what your brothers and sisters do. That's just, it's easier to live in the house with them because you know how they live. But the Packers can absolutely add more talent, and I expect that they will. They're going to add more talent to the cornerback room. Josh Jackson is still floating around out there, and he is a player who, if you don't think you can count on Kevin King, Josh Jackson is right behind him and and has less of a sample size to show us that he could be great. So we'll be back again next week. Unless something big happens this week, we'll do another a Quick Slants podcast. But if not, it'll be back next week and hopefully there's some more Packers news to talk about draft season is upon us now a lot of great coverage over at game on Wisconsin the team just keeps putting out all the draft profiles all of the great work that they're doing and putting out over there get over there and check it out absolutely keep it locked to game on Wisconsin subscribe to the YouTube page so you don't miss any of our live shows anything breaks we'll have roundtables and shows for you so we'll make sure that we hit that up so everybody you can follow me on Twitter I'm at Jason Perrone you can follow the site at Game on WI. Everybody, have a good rest of the week. Enjoy your weekend and go Pack Go. Rodgers fakes the handoff. Quick throw right side. There's Devontae from right to left, cutting left to the 50, to the 45 40. Track down from behind.